This is the chilly voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time to kick off the food show. Two hours of nothing but talk about eating, drinking, and general gustatory conversation. All of it unique to this station. 105.3 FM HD 2. And all of its predecessors going all the way back to 1925. And uh, we've been here with the food show for 30 years. Always uh, uh, gives me a pleasure to say that. Uh, we'd love to talk with you about uh, what you've been eating lately, what you like to eat, what you you know, hate to eat, and everything in between. And uh, if you uh, have something on your mind you would like to contribute to our program, uh, go ahead and do it. And if you find yourself thinking, gosh, let me, let me, let me think about this for a minute. Should I... Should I call this radio show? I mean, I, do I really have anything to say, or you do? It's or do I sound funny on the radio? Uh, you know, don't don't let any of that cloud your vision, uh, or your your ears, for that matter. Uh, give us a call and tell us what's on your mind. In the thirty years we've been done this, I think there were uh, two people with really stupid uh, uh, questions or comments, and. Uh, that's not bad over a you know thirty year time, so it's not it's not going to come up. You don't have to worry about it. Our number is two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three eighty. Wait a minute, that's not right. Two six zero six three six eight. I had it right the first time. And what we talk about uh, here is food, obviously, and cooking and wine, going out to eat, staying at home. Uh, you know what we did over at our house uh, over the weekend. Uh, we did what a lot of people do, and that was we cooked uh, a, a cabbage, and we cooked some black eyed peas. Actually, we didn't co- uh, cook them. We had fresh black eyed peas, and my wife made up a salad of these things uh, mixed with some tomatoes and a, a variety of other vegetables. It was pretty good, actually. I thought it was very good, though. Let me give it another little boost there. Uh, that was that was fun. But there are uh, what we were after. Also was uh, uh, corned beef to go with the, the black eyed peas and with the uh, with the uh, uh, with the uh, the cauliflower. No, we we didn't have cauliflower. Wait a minute. No cabbage. That's it. Corned beef and cabbage. That's a classic dish. Uh, so my wife picked up a brisket, a, a corned beef brisket at the store. You can always spot these because uh, just a plain old brisket. Looks like, you know, it's red. It's dark red, like all other steak cuts are. But uh, a corned beef has a sort of orange-slash-brown-slash-red color that comes not from any kind of cooking. or It's, it's strictly uh, coming from the marinades and from the other uh, in, the curing agents that have been used to, to bring about that special texture that uh, corned beef has that brisket does not have, even though it's the exact same cut of beef. Uh, The corned beef is uh, cured in a a selection of uh, uh, salt and water and and quite a few spices. Anyway, we had it to that point. We had it at the bristics, a brust, a little, the, um, we had it at the, the, uh, uh, that cut of beef and uh, I put it on the grill outside to smoke it. And after about two hours of smoking, slow smoking, we had turned the corned beef 
into what would you call that? I'm, I, I don't know. Actually, I do know. It would be uh, – that's basically how you make provolone – no, that's not provolone cheese. Uh, there's another cut of beef, and it's, it's eluding my thoughts for a second. But anyway, there are a lot of things you can go with, and we, I, I cut these by hand, sliced it with a real sharp knife. You slice it as thinly as you possibly can. The more exposure you have on the faces of the slices, the better it's going to taste. Uh, that's also true when you go to a deli. Uh, specify, uh, for in most cases, there are some exceptions to this, but tell them you want it as, as thin as you can possibly get it sliced because you just get better flavor that way. There's no doubt about it. And if you don't believe me, to ask them to do some that are, you know, like about a quarter of an inch thick and then some that is paper thin and taste them side by side and tell me you can't tell the difference. You might. Maybe you can. Maybe you're better at it than I am. Pastrami is the other form of corned beef that we were talking about there for a minute. So anyhow, uh, that's uh, I, the reason it's on my mind is that right before I left the Cool Water Ranch to come over here to the radio station, uh, I was about to make a, a ham sandwich. And my wife said, why don't you try some of that brisket again, that uh, corned beef? I said, that's a good idea. So I put it on the um, multi-grain bread, toasted the bread, a little bit of mustard, a little bit of horseradish. Pretty tasty, if I say so myself. You got anything like that that you like? Call me and tell me about it. We, we love talking about food and restaurants and everything. You know, there are a whole lot of dishes out there uh, that are classic, uh, br- uh, the kind of food that you would f- have found in, in a, uh, a diner. We don't have too many diners around here. One of them is the Camellia Grill is, a, is genuinely a diner. It's, it's got a, 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 an area there that is all stools and uh, people sitting at a counter as opposed to tables. And uh, there's it's something about the food at a place like that. And they, they're always cooking right in front of you. And uh, they're banging away at it, and they put it together. And they tend to have a lot of different kinds of sandwiches involving a lot of different ingredients that are plugged together one way or another. Oftentimes, these many different recipes for sandwiches wind up with names on them. Uh, you have really accomplished something in the sandwich world if you have a sandwich name for you. I wonder, now there's, that brings up an interesting question. I wonder uh, uh, who the uh, Reuben sandwich was named for. Who was Reuben? Uh, I think there are lots of Reubens in the Bible, but I don't think that that's gave the, the sandwich its name. I don't think so, anyway. Well, we can throw His that out on the table. Grilled? Grilled? <laughs> well, maybe so. Anyway, uh, it's the food show. Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. We have uh, lots and lots of time today. This is the beginning of the year, as I'm sure you know. It's been an interesting year. Yesterday, uh, I, my wife and I were going to go have dinner together, and we got uh, we wound up doing it, but it uh, it was a little ways around because. It was raining so hard, and I thought we were we were finished with floods for the foreseeable future, at least in my neighborhood. But uh, it actually was just starting to go across the road. 
I've been up and down that road enough to know that it wasn't enough to brush us off or anything, although if it had gotten any higher than that, I might have backed away. But anyway, uh, we were out there, and uh, and we were talking about this, uh, this kind of thing. And uh, also the subject of chili came up, and not just because it was chilly outside, and it was raining too, but also because uh, I... I just by coincidence, I have a recipe today that I uh, am running in my newsletter. Uh, it is a, a chili made not with uh, the usual ingredients, but with lamb instead of with ground beef or pork or anything like that. And uh, I've always uh, I thought that was an unusual recipe. I got it in the mail once from, uh, oh, who was it? I think it was Robert Mondavi. Uh, he, he had a staff of chefs who would uh, create dishes that were kind of designed to go with this or that kind of Mondavi wine. And uh, Mon- Robert Mondavi, the name is still around, although Robert Mondavi himself, uh, he's, he's not in it anymore. I don't think so. His sons are, though. I'm getting way off the track here. So uh, where, what was I talking about? We were, um, we were looking at all the different things. Lamb chili, yeah, and that I have a recipe for this, and I got it, as I say, from a winery, and I, I, I thought it was good enough that I've made it three or four times, although not lately, but I remember it being really good and with lamb. And what brought it to mind is that last night we wound up at Pat Gallagher's a restaurant in Covington. He has two restaurants. One of them's in Covington. The other one is in Mandeville. Uh, with the rain being what it was and the fact that it was well after dark, uh, we decided not to make that drive all the way down to Mandeville uh, from Abita Springs. So we went over to the one in uh, in uh, Covington, which is a lot easier to get to. And they have a dish over there uh, that I've always loved. I, just really terrific, very simple. It's a mixed grill. That's how it's billed on the menu. Mixed grill and the two major components of it are lamb chops and quail, prepared more or less the same way with a lot of brown butter. It was sizzling in butter at that. And I ordered that, and it was as delicious as I remember it. I, it's a dish that uh, they introduced a long time ago. I'm, I'm going to say at least 10 or 15 years ago. And it has always been one of their signature dishes, but I hadn't had it in a while, so I got it, and it was really good. And my wife had a, just an eight-ounce straight-ahead steak with the sizzling butter again. Uh, the reason for all of that in one restaurant is that uh, in between a couple of jobs, uh, they, uh, uh, what, they, what they wound up doing was, uh, well— uh, he was working for a while as the executive chef of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Metairie. Uh, that was right after the hurricane for a while. And then he opened up his own place again. It was hugely successful, so he opened it yet again. This is Pat Gallagher, uh, real nice guy, very good chef. Uh, lots of New Orleans flavors. and Well, he's a New Orleans guy himself, going back a couple of generations even. So uh, we went over there last night, and I had that mixed grill. For the, I haven't had that in a long time. It was great to have it again. I can tell you it's as good as ever. They also have an appetizer I think is terrific. It is, uh, let's see, they call it uh, oysters. Uh, it's a Spanish name. 
Uh, there's only one uh, baked oyster dish like this on the menu, so you couldn't make a mistake with it. It'll, it'll hit me in a second. Uh, Pablo, that's exactly right. Thank you. You've had that too? Pablo? Oysters no, Pablo? I don't even know oh. anyone named Pablo. Name Pablo. Or Paul. That's the translation of it. So anyway, uh, I always get that when I go there. They're baked oysters on the half shell. And they sort of tasted more like more than anything. They tasted like oysters Bienville to me, but they told me that this is sort of a southwestern interpretation of oysters Rockefeller. There was spinach in there. There was also a pretty good bit of cheese, and I think the cheese, at least some of it, was blue cheese. And so you put all those elements together, bake it on the shell, and you pretty much guaranteed to have something pretty good. But I think it that is really a unique flavor that they've achieved with that. And I get it almost every time I go. We split it between uh, my my wife and me, and we had a, had a lovely dinner there. And uh, the, the staff was very uh, accommodating and, and very friendly. I always like to see that. The other restaurant, the one in Mandeville, it tends to be much busier than the one in Covington. Just note to the to the wise. Uh, it's a uh, I, I wouldn't hazard a guess as to which of the two is better. My wife says she likes the looks of the one in Mandeville better than the one in in Covington. But you know, what's what does that come to? Two six zero six three six eight is our telephone number. Uh, nothing would please me more than to have you call on our show here because. I was uh, beginning this a few minutes ago, and I didn't quite follow through on it. Bad habit I have. Uh, but uh, uh, this is the beginning of the new year, and one of the things that goes on in the beginning of the new year, uh, as far as radio stations are concerned, is that it is kind of typical for all the sponsors to kind of unload, and then everybody starts getting sold again, and the next thing you know, we're back up to the number and, and actually identity of the of the sponsors that we have. Uh, but uh, the first week or two, we have hardly anybody. But it's not going to take us off the air, and not as far as I know anyway. So uh, we have lots and lots of time today. So if you ever had a story to tell about something that happened to you in a restaurant, and you haven't called because you observe that most of our calls are like, you know, like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Some people go longer than that. We don't really care. It's okay one way or the other. But if you have a really good story that kind of has to be stretched out over, say, about three or four minutes or more even maybe, uh, call us. Uh, you will be very, very well received over here. It's the Food Show, 30 years, telling you as we firmly believe this is America's best eating city, New Orleans. That's if I were in a, in a singing mode, it would come out New Orleans. Well, you know. Uh, we will come back with more of the food show in a moment. But first, please, this. Oh, hi. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We are performing for you the food show here on 105.3 FM HD2. If you uh, know somebody who doesn't have an HD radio yet at home or in their car, boy, I, I know that uh, the holidays are over, but boy, that would still be a great gift, and it wouldn't even be all that expensive. 
I strongly urge upon you uh, just how much that enhances your radio listening to uh, have HD radio. It is, um, it's, it seems uh, really complicated when you see it at, the, at first, but once you've got it rigged up, it winds up, you just have to push a button and then there it is. On the other hand, uh, there are other ways to get it. If you were to um, talk to that lady, Alexa, and say, Alexa, I want WWL.com. And it'll take you, with one more step, it'll take you to this frequency right here, which is 105.3 FM HD2. And you will see what I'm talking about as soon as it fires up and you get a chance to listen to it. And Regina is over here on the green phone, or is that, that's kind of a greenish blue, really. Uh, Hello there, welcome. Hi, Tom. Hi, Regina. What's happening? Happy New Year, darling. Happy New Year. Was it a happy New Year for you? It was very quiet and nice. I'm listening to you talk, Tom, about all of this Alexa. We are so old school in this household over here. Yeah. We were at a restaurant, and I went to use the bathroom, and the toilet, you had to push a button. You couldn't even flush the handle. <laughs> really? And I'm like, oh, this is just really, come on. Uh, uh. But anyway, my question, oh, that's my little boy saying hello, Tom. Um, what, what kind of know, animal is that, anyway? My little Maltese. Oh, okay. About five pounds. It's a beautiful. falcon? Maltese. A Maltese falcon? No, yeah. no, not no? a falcon. No, no. <laughs> No. Uh, here, come on over and slap me, silly. I, I deserve it. Question. Did you know Pat Gallagher? I know you must have known. Why did I even say that? Open a restaurant in Slidell? I hear that he is working on that. I don't think it's open yet, though. Oh, it's open. It it's is. Open okay, well, weeks. that's that's interesting to know. Weeks um, is not enough for him... me to get there. But, uh, uh, well, it's been open for several weeks. Actually, okay. it opened not long after he opened the one, I think, in what, Mandeville? Well, that's oh, been no, open Covington. a couple of years now. Oh, at Covington, uh, uh, Covington has been around since the beginning. Hey, okay, well, but I'm uh, but anyway, my, it's my friends have been going there. I want to say at least for the last month. Where is it? And it is. Do you remember where the old Sapphires was at in Slidell? Yeah, they took over that space. They're in that space. Oh, that's good. That's that that's a nice looking restaurant. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I hear that it's just that a lot of my friends actually went for New Year's Eve and just, uh-huh. they've just been nothing but rave reviews about it. And I hadn't heard you mention anything because I know you talk about him quite regularly. Yeah. Well, but, I, I don't like going to restaurants that are pretty much brand new. I'd give them, you know, usually six months to pull it together. But uh, that's probably not necessary in Pat uh, Right. Pat you know, certain restaurants, I think, are the exception, and I think yeah. his would be one of the exceptions. Have you heard anything about when Middendorf's may be opening in Slidell? Uh, I have talked to them about it, and they can't give me a firm uh, okay. date for that. But uh, they, they say it is definitely in the works. So. Right. Uh, what they're trying to do, you know, they're putting this out over the water, just like the old... Uh, uh, what was the, oh gosh, what was the name of that place in uh, in Slidell? Mostly seafood. Beerus. Uh, no, no, uh, it'll come to me in a second. But the uh, anyway, well, that's good to know. I, I didn't know about that, and nobody at uh, the restaurant last night mentioned it. But then again, Pat was not there that night. You've, this is one of the problems of a, a chef or an owner having. I think. He's yeah. been over here quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, several well, of that, my friends have said that, that makes you know, they've seen him there. And um, like I said, just great reviews. And I just didn't know if 
you knew about it or if you had been no, there. No, I'm, I'm glad whatever. you told me because I had not heard anything about that. But, uh, you know, but these... One more question. Sure. One more yeah. question. Look, I'm used to the old days when we only had like 30 seconds to get our questions in and we had to hurry up and oh. hang up because we had a lot of other people waiting. Oh, you don't have to worry about that with us. <laughs> um, Nathan's. Yeah. Are they still open? I don't hear any chatter about Nathan's anymore. I don't either, but uh, that might not mean anything because uh, even when they were at their best, and they may still be at their best, they were pretty uh, pretty low-key. Right. It's a uh, sleepy little place unless yeah. you really, but I need to call and check on it. But I didn't know if, if Nathan's was still open or, you know, if they had relocated yeah. or... You know, what might be going uh, on. I don't know, but maybe somebody listening to us knows, or maybe we could just go ahead and call them. That would make sense. Let's see. Yeah, it's I will it's do Friday, that. I'm sure. Uh, well, if you do, I was going to, meant that we were going to call and find oh. out. But if you okay. want to call and call me back. Uh, I, will, I will do that. Well, I'll I put you to, to work. You know what's. Fair enough. Right. Well, you have a good one, Tom, and I will get back with you once I find out. Well, thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Thank you, Tom. Yes. Have a good New Year, baby. You too. I'm already doing it. See ya. It's the food Bye-bye. show. Would you believe, I mean, we, uh, my wife and I are uh, coming up to our 30th wedding anniversary, and we've already decided what we're doing. It's going to be memorable, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you when we come back. Uh, 260 Six, eight. We talk about eating, and I, you might remember if you were sitting here waiting for the show to come on, like Fat Chance, I started it off by saying this is the chilly voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what did I mean by that? This chili has two meanings. First of all, you have chili from, uh, you know, some kind of meat and a lot of seasonings and usually some tomatoes, sometimes some beans, you know, the usual story about uh, that kind of chili. And then you have... Uh, other matters about cold food. I thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about today because, well, for one thing, it's kind of breezy outside. It is a much, much incomparably nicer day today. You probably know this already, but yesterday was a perfectly miserable day. It was hard to drive. It was The rain was coming down. We had minimal flooding over at the Coolwater Ranch. Not a fun day at all. Uh, Today, uh, by contrast, sunny outside, the grass was growing, you know, everything was rolling right along. And I thought, well, let's let's talk about cold food today. Now, first of all, if you have something else you want to bring up, just ignore that, because if you don't want to talk about cold food, talk to me about whatever you want to talk about. It's always that's our rule here. We don't care about uh, whether things fit one with another. It's silly. Uh, but anyway, uh, cold food, what you mean by that is, is two different things. One of them is food that is brought to the table piping hot, which, of course, brings up the question of just how hot is a pipe or what is or isn't uh, piping. I mean, do we, do we have any measurements of this at all? But... You know, I, I had one of them for dinner last night. There were these, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, lamb chops and the quail uh, brought out on a single plate with the sizzling butter sauce. Very straightforward. Uh, that was piping hot. That was really quite hot. And if you would have touched, in fact, I had to wait for a few minutes 
for the uh, for the quail or the lamb chops. Either way, uh, they were so hot I, you couldn't eat them right away. You had to let them cool. That's one kind of hot. I mean, uh, uh, one, one kind of cold food is food that is really meant to be served really, really hot. And if it comes to the table and it isn't really, really hot, then it's cold food. And it's one of the most disappointing things. You know, you've ordered some dish and you have this mental image of it as being sizzling hot. The sauce is kind of steaming out of the bowl and it just feels good to eat, especially on a cold day. Uh, You hate it when it comes out cold or any of its coldness and any of its relatives like uh, lukewarm who the hell is Luke, anyway? And why is he consistently making our food colder than it should be? It's something to think about, but don't think about it too long because you might come up with something I don't want you to know. But uh, anyhow, uh, that's, uh, that's something I thought we would bring up today. There's also the matter of, of dishes that are made to be served cold. Um, so uh, that's why I say this is about cold food. It can be a positive when you have the food that's supposed to be cold. Uh, It's not so happy when it's a a dish that's supposed to be piping hot but is actually kind of lukewarm. Here is the definition of piping hot. You You have found a definition. No, I I know this. Oh, you do? It was an old, 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 old term when pipers were around. And what does a piper do? It blows on the pipe. So piping hot is some food that you have to blow to cool off a little bit. You know, I never... That's it. You have settled something I've always wondered about. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, I'm sure that's, uh, that's, that's how it was. That makes perfect sense. Well, thank you for uh, for that, uh, Doug, our producer. That's that's obviously what it is. Why didn't I never think of that before? Uh, probably for the same reason when I thought I had discovered why they called Thousand Island dressing Thousand Island dressing. It turns out it's not for the reason you think. We'll come back with more of the food show in a moment. Please uh, get, join us with in the party here. Two six zero six three six eight. We'll be back after first. Please, this. Welcome back. You are listening to, and I'm listening to, and he's listening to, and 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 so is uh, she. Uh, this is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Two six zero six three six eight. We'd love to have you on the program today because, as I mentioned earlier, we have a colossal amount of sp- uh, spare time uh, right now. This is typical at the beginning of the year in radio. It just happens every year, and everybody, certain people start panicking about it, but it's no big deal, and it always goes away. I like summertime for restaurants. Let's see. Steve is joining us over here on the almost black, but really kind of a bluish, greenish uh, uh, a blackness of something or other. Steve? Yeah. 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 That sounds horrible. Um, uh, that spare time is stretching out longer and longer as we get older, isn't it? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Oh. Uh, that was absolutely an example of part-time genius from Doug right there with that piping yeah. hot. Hey, that's good. I would never have guessed that. Uh, I'm, nope. I'm not smart nope. enough. And, that uh, part-time genius came through <clears throat> right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm eating a piece of cold pizza right here, and this is a oh, classic. Oh, what a joy. Example. One of the joys of life. I love it. Do you? I, I, yeah. You know, right. And I may enjoy 
cold pizza more. I think stuff with cheese a lot of times is better cold than hot. Hmm. I think cheese has more flavor cold than hot. When you say stuffed, are you talking about around the rim there? I've, you know, some, no, food. No? I'm just saying food. Food that has uh-huh. cheese. Oh, I see. I think a lot of times tastes better when it's cold than hot yeah. cheese. Oh, I, I, agree. I basically agree with that, and it shows up for me. Uh, in the idea that a muffaletta, when heated, is better yeah, yeah, than... That's a, you I, mean, know, I, I like my muffaletta hot. Oh, okay. well, you, and mainly because you, of the bread. I, I like the bread hot, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's so opinion. So many people, hey, yeah, cold pizza, you got to be kidding me. I love cold pizza. I might like it better than hot pizza. Hmm. Uh, there's just a whole lot of different things like that, and that's, you know, once again, like anything, it's opinion. Yeah, but it, you know what I notice is that most food opinions tends to be either extreme minority or extreme majority. Like these days, I think 95% of the people who get muffalettas, they, they get them hot. I'm in the 5% that thinks they're much, much better if they're served at approximately room temperature. Although the yeah. idea of toasting the bread first before putting the whole thing together, that I think is valid. That, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, but then it's gonna, that stuff's going to warm up a lot, and you're going to have that problem that you have with the oils. and. Well, a, like a muffaletta loaf, though, is so thick that you can put the whole thing without cutting it or anything— into the oven until it, the outside toasts a little bit, and then you yeah. cut it, and then you put everything else in the middle, and you it's know, still— another classic example of that are the people that love sloppy roast beef. Yeah, well— uh, That has gone so overboard. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Not, you, yeah, I you, hardly ever get roast beef anymore. The third bite that you take is basically this far away from falling to the floor. I mean, it just becomes yeah, a complete yeah. mess. But, you know, a lot of places like Acme, the tin napkin roast beef. Yeah. You know, well, you just talked me out of getting the roast beef, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, but uh, I think it's another one of those cases where we're in the mi- uh, minority. Yeah, well, I think part of it is because we've heard that. We've heard <clears throat> hot pizza yeah. is the best way. We've heard right. that, you know, the sloppier the roast beef, the better. Where you get somebody, you know, when it's got just a little bit of gravy and somebody's got that real sloppy and let them eat them, they're, they're li- real likely to go, oh, you know. Oh, that would make a good subject sloppy. to bring up. Uh, there you go. Like there are some some other ways that this comes up uh, that that uh, that make you stop and think, huh, <clears throat> excuse me, how did this uh, get started? These yeah. Some of these, like the, the one last night at uh, Pat Gallagher's place. Uh, they had turtle soup on the menu, and, and when I see turtle soup on the menu, unless it's in a restaurant that I already know is either great or terrible, uh, I always order it. I mean, it's an automatic order for me. And they yeah, it's au- kind of a measuring stick for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a dish I love, and it's uh-huh. it's uh-huh. the kind of thing that will move me from restaurant A to restaurant restaurant B if they both have shrimp. Uh, I'm sorry, both have uh, turtle soup on it. Uh, they're kind of yeah. even, but usually one does and one doesn't. So anyway, they do what they, they did last night at Pat Gallagher's. They brought it out. It was very good. Dark, dark, dark. That's the way I like it. Uh, but they brought out the little pitcher of sherry. And I think 
that adding sherry to turtle soup at the table only makes it come down in terms of flavor. But a lot of people think it's got to make it go up because... Yeah, it's an extra little thing. But uh, the reason it's there at all is that it is a really great item to put into the soup pot as you're making it. But at the table... It's uh, it's not hot. It brings the yeah. piping uh, hot temperature piping of, hot. Of, you, Doug. Yeah, of the uh, of the soup itself. It brings it down a notch or two. Yeah. And, and uh, I but now what I do get is usually a little Tabasco, but I always taste it first. Yeah, well, that's yeah. gumbo is one of those things that I laugh when people say, yeah. "Where's the best gumbo?" You know, <laughs> they're all different. They, they could not that, – that has got to be one of the classic examples of how different they can be. Yep. You know, my wife makes, in my opinion, the best gumbo for the exact reason you yeah. always talk about is because she can take the roof for me beyond dark. Yeah. And we learned from Mr. B's to, to go for, you know, the darker the roof, the more that I like it. Yeah, me too. You know, that's how, I, and that's even more true of of the turtle soup I was mentioning. Yeah, but then there are so many people that you know, my wife's gumbo. That's oh, it's too much, you know. Yeah. Well, when we have when we're gonna have a bunch of people over, she doesn't take it as dark as she does for me, you know. Yeah. Oh well. But uh, that's that's gumbo is exactly that, and it's part of it is people just they're used to what's normal and classic and. You know, they're afraid yeah. to have their own opinion, and God knows I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, since you brought all this up, uh, I was going to bounce off of this anyway. A couple of minutes ago, you heard a, uh, a, a public service announcement, as they call it. Uh, and this was from some people who were retired, and they decided to work at the health care center, and, you know, for free. Right. N- nice, nice thing. But yeah. uh, it, and it was a benefit for uh, the. Um, oh, gosh, it's the big uh, it's the big uh, charity that uh, uh, gives money to everybody. Uh, United, uh, Way. Un- United, Un- Way, United Way. United yeah. Way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on give me no February the 7th, se- February the 7th, which just happens to be a day after my birthday. Um, Always. There, yeah, Every that's year. true. Every single year, uh, they are having uh, United Way is uh, an event that they call Get Gumbo. They have been doing it at the Royal Sinesta Hotel for years and years and years, and not every single year, but uh, most years, I'm one of the judges in it. And I forget what the price is. It's not very much though. And they have not a bunch of amateurs. You know who just want to you know right. bring their home recipe. Right, these right. Are, these are uh, chefs from uh, the best restaurants in the city, and they yeah. come in and they do their gumbo, and they're all different completely. It is yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, you do get kind of sated on it after a while, but that uh, that is mark your calendar. It is February the seventh. That I the day th- after Tom's birthday. Day after my birthday. And Reagan's, too. And Reagan's, too. And yeah. also, uh, you know, I used to be able to just whip out the name of this other guy. Uh, my wife, strangely enough, can do so. I, I've forgotten. Well, let's just call him Who Cares. Oh, no, you'll care as soon as I tell oh, you what okay. he's. Okay. Have, have you ever heard or... Uh, of him? No. No, no. Have you ever heard of uh, this song uh, for the, the Grinch, uh, the Grinch Who's Killed Christmas? Yeah, the Grinch and, stole Christmas. And he's a, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, the guy yeah. who the guy who uh, that, who who sings it. That? That's the guy who he was. He was. Uh, he and I share a birthday too. Well, you know, I pulled him up on uh, of the the internet recently and listened to a bunch of other stuff that he sang. I love the guy's voice. He was all yeah. He, he had an elevator chef voice. He was really down uh, there, Navasso. I got a cartoon my wife told me about yesterday that you will love being a cat and dog owner. Huh? The cat cat and dog are sitting there talking, and the cat says, you know, in Egypt, we were sacred. People (laughs) loved us for our beauty and our agility and our poise. And the dog looks at the cat and goes, well, you know, I'm a very, very good boy. (laughs) Now you tell, isn't that the difference between a dog and a cat? Uh-huh. Dogs, dogs think, I mean, cats think they are just wonderful. Dogs just want to live to make you happy. That's true. To be a very, very good boy is the ultimate compliment to a dog. All right, I better watch it or else I'm going to introduce my wife to this program because we have both cats and dogs at home, and one of us likes cats and one of them likes dogs. And there we stop. And, and the move dogs on. win. See you later. See you later. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Goodness sake, is it really 10 minutes to the hour on a day when we had essentially nothing to talk about and we're doing it? Uh, but we, we, here we are. So anyway, getting back to that again, just for a second here. Uh, the Get Gumbo event is on the 7th of February. So, you know, about, about a month from now. And it will be at the Royal Sinesta Hotel and I think you can look this up online. It's um, United Way that gets the money and uh, puts it on every year. And they've been doing it for a long time. And, and be- uh, I've done it. Uh, I've been a judge about 10 or 15 times, too. I, I, I can't deal with doing it more often than that. But uh, I'll see you there. Uh, and the, the price of the tickets is not huge. Uh, and you, you really do get all these very unusual different takes on gumbo at this thing and you never know who's going to show up but they're all chefs they this is something that is not you know a bunch of amateurs these are people who do it for a living so look forward to that good uh, now yeah. now you've got yeah, something or, well of course regina called back oh did and, she and she yeah. Yeah, she mentioned <clears throat> uh, that uh, nathan's is still there yeah it's still I, located at uh, on old bayou liberty road yeah right on the bridge there uh-huh. more or less yeah. and their hours are tuesday through saturday as a matter of fact they uh-huh. are off sunday and monday yeah tuesday through thursday they're open from 11 uh, till 9 and Friday and Saturday, they are open from 11 till 10. Yeah, it's a good place. I've always enjoyed uh, eating there. They're strong on their seafood more than anything else, but they, they really cover all of the bases. And they've, on occasion, had some very unusual dishes there. So I always like uh, going. But it's, I, I have, it's been a while. I, I want to put them on my list, my, my A-list. Invention or, of the day. Invention of the day. Okay. Invention of the day. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. elbow buckets. El- what? Elbow buckets. Elbow buckets? Yes. If you have a, uh, well, you know, it'd be he, didn't great. did he used to play for the Saints? No. No. Uh, elbow buckets? You no. sure? No. Elbow did not well, then play he for was, the Saints. He was the uh, mayor of Harahan for a while. He then. was, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. What What these are, little buckets that, yeah. uh, that we put the buckets. handle down there that fit right, right near your elbow. <laughs> so that if you're eating yeah. a sloppy roast beef yeah. or maybe... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, the, That's, the, the drippings will go into the, the bucket. The more you see? say them each with each passing word, it gets grosser and more <laughs> offensive than the one well, before. Well, that's my job. Come on. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, we'll take that. Hey, did you know that today is National Spaghetti Day? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Well, let's, let's see what we can twist out of that. Uh, as much as I love pasta, whenever I run into spaghetti, actual spaghetti made according to the standards for just spaghetti, which means that it's a, it's a string pasta, but it tends to be pretty thick. And I don't like thick pasta. I think if I can go to a place and have all the pastas be very thin or in some cases very small like an angel hair pasta, it just comes out a lot better. Uh, and also spaghetti in the strict sense is hard to roll up on a fork, and it doesn't hold as much sauce because you have less open uh, uh, facing on, on the pasta itself. So nevertheless... It's no less uh, true that today is National Spaghetti Day. That's right, and also National Trivia Day. Oh, no, well, it's, it's stopping in the right place. Uh, what do you have? Oh, well, it's National Trivia Day and yeah. also National Missouri Day. Missouri. Do you pronounce it Missouri or Missouri? It depends on where you're from. If you're from Missouri, you pronounce it Missouri. That's right. If you're from uh, anywhere else, it's Missouri. Missouri, that's yeah. right. That's what These it seems. These people don't know anything. You know, <laughs> that is a show-me state. So they, they have picture books with big letters. Yeah. And uh, they, I, don't, I don't, for the life of me, can't remember the capital of it. But there is one. Jefferson City. Well, that's wonderful. But yeah. the, the most famous city in Missouri is Branson. You think so? I do. More so than St. Louis it is and a Kansas City? It's a destination. Yeah, St. Louis yeah. is a gateway. <clears throat> it's not a destination. Yeah, they have a lot of showbiz there. It's uh, sort of like a middle America uh, answer to uh, Las Vegas in yes, some ways. Yes, it's, yeah. it's where we're, uh, we're tourists go to, uh, you know, experience bland. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations to them for that. Uh, okay, is that all you got? Oh, I, mean, I not, have not, I have much more. Not that but, that didn't you know, they don't pay me enough for that. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that's certainly true. Uh, this is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, uh, and uh, yeah, today is National Spaghetti Day. What's your feeling about spaghetti? Where do you like to go for spaghetti? What do you want on top of it? Do you like uh, your standard red sauce with the meatballs and the sausage, uh, sausage and all of that, or is it more your liking? To uh, have like a pesto sauce, the green herb sauce, or garlic, garlic butter, or garlic olive oil is more like it. Aglio olio is what they call that in Italy. Uh, anywhere else, uh, any part of America, including in New Orleans itself, uh, when you're talking about the uh, pasta that's been tossed in angel hair with angel hair pasta, and some herbs and some garlic and some uh, olive oil, what you have there, we, we would call that Bordelaise here in New Orleans. And also it would be, uh, well, garlicky pasta is what we always called it at our house. Uh, my kids and my wife and me, too, we all uh, just love that basic dish with the olive oil and the garlic. And we, we liked lots of garlic. Even the, little ki even the kids when they were little kids. Uh, they just went for that garlic pasta, and so it's kind of like our house specialty.
What do you? Uh, what's the? What's the big pasta in your house? Everybody's got a different idea of it. I remember when I was growing up, we had uh, usually on Wednesday, if my mind serves me uh, well. I'm not sure. Uh, my mother made spaghetti. Uh, or macaroni. She actually called it macaroni. It certainly was not a macaroni, which is a tubular pasta. Uh, but she called it macaroni, and it was with a red sauce, and it was cooked in the same pot, which two days earlier, two or three days earlier, would have been the same pot that she would have used to make uh, a pot of red beans. That's how things were at, at my house. There was a, a, a different uh, cuisine each day in my mother's kitchen, and she did all of them pretty well, too, especially the local stuff. She was a, a, a French Creole going back several generations uh, and a, quite a, a really terrific cook. Uh, she, um, her, her brothers, of which she had many, one of them said once that Aline, that was her name, A-L-I-N-E, uh, could make a meal out of nothing, which is pretty much how the great chefs work, too. You know, they, they, they have some leftover uh, beef bones and, and skins off of turkeys and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, a really great chef will never throw any of that away. He will say, well, give me some of those. And let me, he has it in the pot. The next thing you know, it's a, it's a stock. The next thing you know after that, it's a, a bechamel. Uh, enhanced dish served with the caviar, Lord knows what. Uh, but they are very creative with that. Well, spaghetti has is, is been a favorite food from the very smallest child who uh, grabs a handful yeah. and stuffs this in their face to yeah. the person who is very adept with the fork and the spoon. And uh, everybody loves this stuff. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's a winner. And it's a wiener, too. Sometimes you could put, uh, you know, a hot dog in there, too. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with pasta. I, I used this same line yesterday to talk about uh, omelets. I had a friend once who's, uh, who had a restaurant that specialized in omelets and just about all, all, any fancy egg dish you can think of. But he also was pretty good at uh, making uh, dishes uh, that without, with pasta and I said, what do you think is the best thing to serve with pasta? And he said, anything, anything, anything. It's about right. Well, uh, we've killed the first hour of our show. We have another one coming up after we check in with the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, here on 105.3 FM HD2.